Hi, everybody. Welcome to Realty Life. I'm Ken McLaughlin. That's our first podcast. And this is my first guest, Brett Crawford, extraordinary real estate agent, cracks multi-deals daily with his partner, Audrey Azad. He, he's living the dream, real estate dream out there. The most success, it's been consistent every year. And I'm so happy that he's here. So I can't wait to dig into that and see what it's like and um, share his journey, how he got to where he is today. So today, it's my pleasure to welcome Brent Crawford to my podcast. Welcome, Brent. Well, Ken, I can't tell you, I'm, um, I'm, I'm absolutely honored to be your first guest on your podcast show. Is it, it's, called, it's a podcast show, is it called? I think it's just a podcast. You know, it's an audio podcast. It's an idea that we're going to talk about. Uh, you know, I, I, my life and your life has been real estate a lot for many, many, many years. But I really want to get behind the real estate thing. And I'm not going to talk about deals and things like that. I want us to focus on who you are and and interesting stuff about you that I know about you, or maybe I don't know about you. One of the things that I want to start with is your name isn't actually Brett Crawford, is it? No, my uh, my name is actually, I don't know what my first name is, but my last name is actually Sigurdsson, which is Icelandic. But when we got here in the 1890s, the um, immigration official said, you're going to have a hard time getting work with a name like that. And the immigration guy's name was Crawford. <laughs> I that I didn't know. That I didn't know. Yeah, that's that's true. I completely fabricated that. And <laughs> if you're going to have guests on your show, Kenny, you're going to want to vet them better. Yeah, your first name isn't Brent, though, is it? It's it's Murray. It's Murray. It's just, so we're going to call you Murray from now on, okay? That's the M. Brent Crawford. Okay, and you're, you're Ken, I guess Ken, I can call you that, Ken. Yeah, you can call me Ken. That's good. But really what I want to get past is that that's, to me, there's always been interesting things about you in, in my life that I've learned from you. The first time I, I think I ever met you was at a meeting back in the probably mid to late 80s on the Danforth. And you sitting there in this meeting of 40 people, which was really around the size of Remax homework at that time. And the personality you had, Brent, at that time was bigger than life. So what was your life like back then? What Tell me about that journey about, you know, you've been at this, in this business for how long? 36 years on January the 14th. Yeah. Tell me about the journey. What, so, what okay. I mean, really what I, um, what I wanted to be was a professional musician. That was, that was my thing. And uh, I wanted to be a performer of some kind. And my older brothers had, my oldest brother in particular, had gotten quite successful in the music industry. And I wanted to do the same. And uh, really, I was, when I got into real estate, it was because I was doing landscaping during the day. And so I could advertise the band I was in and do the shows at night. And and this one particular client had four or five houses. And once every week or so, I would see this really super friendly guy in a suit show up. And he was just always treated everyone nice. And one day I asked, what, who is that guy? What is he? And they said, well, he's the real estate agent. Mm, and yeah. I thought, really? Well, I think I'll try that. So I got into real estate really as a, um, I was 22 so when you're 22, you're not, you know, well, I shouldn't say you, I didn't know much about anything, but I, I really did it to um, free up the days to uh, pursue what you really wanted. Pursue really. what I wanted that, to do. That was in Toronto, was it? That was in Toronto in the, in an area called the beaches, which is near the Lake Ontario on the east end of the city. Yeah. 
So that what was what was that like then though back back then when you first I obviously it was amazing. Were... I mean, when I showed up here, I moved in 1979 from Ottawa, and I remember the first time I I came with my mother. I drove down we drove down Queen Street, and it was the first time I'd ever seen a half a house. I'd never seen a, a semi detail. I was I remember saying to my mother, "Look, that looks like a half a house," and it was. It was really rough. I mean, it was not a, uh, all of the, you know, a lot of the shop owners on Queen Street were Vietnam uh, draft dodgers. They were from the, they were Americans and there were head shops and uh, it was really a, a non-existent. I mean, to, to, I always tell this story when I was at a party at Eglinton and Young, which is, let's say, five miles north of the beaches. Um, I, I remember it standing in the kitchen with a group of people and they said, so where are you from? And I said, well, I'm from the beaches and no one in the room knew where it was until I described it as, do you know where the race horse racetrack is? And they go, oh yeah, yeah. Down there by the lake. So it was really a non area. Different times. eh? Totally different. And we didn't correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think that you actually treated it as a business and such. You were just tra- chasing deals, weren't you? Well, you you really, you didn't, um, yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I, I think when you're young, you're thinking about the deal, aren't you? You know, your, your concepts of how to treat people and how to, uh, you know, you think you're doing a good job. I mean, if I went back now and looked at what I was doing and how we were dealing, I mean, there wasn't a lot of... Uh, regulation and that. I mean, you tried to treat people as good as you could, but it was just sort of you were selling houses. That was it. And they were 70 grand, 80 grand. Like it was not, uh, you know, you're, I remember commission checks of $300 and $350. Sure. I do too. Yeah. So I, I really, um, what had happened was in 1987, the band I was in had been together for seven years and we were just about to get signed to a record deal. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, the meeting, the final audition was, let's say, on a Monday. And um, we auditioned and we had some the heavyweights and one of the heavyweights from the New York uh, uh, music scene. And uh, they all stood there and they said, we're ready to roll. And uh, you've got your lawyer and we're going to meet on Thursday and do the paperwork. And I turned and we couldn't find the lead singer. And the lead singer had walked out of the room and we went, what's up, buddy? And he said, uh, I don't want to be a rock star. Wow. And uh, I remember at that time pretending to be angry mm. because in my heart, my career in real estate had actually started to take off and I was enjoying it. And I, you know, it was a funny moment because I realized that music for me at that point was not going to be my life. It was not going to be my career, I should say. And so it was at that point that uh, <clears throat> I got into real estate. Well, by 1987, the market had started to catch on. Now people were discovering the beaches and it was starting to uh, really roar. So now, you know, by the time I hit 1990, um, you know, you're, you're making a lot of money when you're young. Uh, I didn't really understand what money was and I didn't understand what I wanted from life. But what I was starting to realize is that money was not uh, bringing me uh, joy. Yeah. And in that time, um, you know, there was, it was really, you know, you think of the eighties as 
you know, Gordon Gecko, that kind of mode, yeah. and the Wall yeah. Wolf of Wall Street. And you know what? There was a lot of that going on. Well, I mean, the industry we were, we, was crazy, wasn't it? I mean, I remember it was crazy. I quit drinking '88, uh, I think. 1988. Yeah. It was consuming me so much. And you had a journey. Yeah. Do you, what do you want to share about that? Yeah. What? Well, that's that's it. It's exactly what happened to me. Is I. Um, I remember meeting the two, you know, one thing I knew being young was when you get into real estate, meet the two guys or the one guy that do really well and get to be friends with them. Mm -hmm. And I did just that. And I remember they took me to a pub for lunch <laughs> and I walked into this pub and they, they ordered what was called a pint. Yeah, I had this. <laughs> a pint to me was a little bottle of beer. You know, it's, it's a bottle of beer and they put this glass on the table. And it was like a, a vase full of beer. That's right. And I thought, oh, my God, I'm never going to be able to drink this. Well, within five minutes, they had ordered a second round. Yeah. And I thought, OK, well, this is I guess this is what you do. Yeah. And um, I obviously had an addictive nature to me to begin with. I think, uh, you know, that's quite evident. But it really took off for me. So we we drank our way right through the 80s. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, I think of the uh, driving drunk all the time. And uh, it, it was really I mean, there was agents that were crashing cars and it was, yeah, it was, it was a different the environment was open. It was a very different environment. You yeah. know, and that uh, we learned a lot from it. But there came a moment in your life that you made a decision. Yeah. So then I hit the 90s. And I remember in 1993, a client who I had went to school with high school for grade 13, I was signing the papers with him. And this guy, like to tell you who he is, you know, at that point, I was 28, 30 or something. Yeah. This guy knew fluent Mandarin. I mean, he just decided to pick it up. Right. He was one of these people. Mm. And we're signing the deal. And he turned to me and he said, um, so, uh, it's got to be tough being an alcoholic, doesn't it? And I looked at him and I said, what did you say? And he said, well, you know, you're an alcoholic, don't you? And I remember that moment. I actually, you know, it's funny because I sent him a message about four years ago, thanking him for that moment. And he remembered it. He did. And uh, I started on the journey of, you know what, maybe, um, Maybe I've got a drinking problem. Well, the whole journey between understanding that it's not the substance, whether it's uh, food or, or what, gambling or drinking or drugs or whatever, there's something wrong with your emotional perception. And I, I was hypersensitive, obviously. I had an overly emotional response to, to life in general. It was, a, it was a, a, an emotional, overly emotional experience for me. The, a person that is not hypersensitive grows normally and, and matures normally and emotionally grows normally I, I i did not i had the i had the emotional uh, makeup of a of a teenager well into my 30s and so it was at that point that i thought okay well i'm going to stop drinking so i stopped drinking for a year and then you know i'd start again and so i started on this up and down cycle cycle and yeah. it wasn't until 2006 where I thought I, I need help for this. And I, obviously, if you don't mind me sharing, Ken, you were the one. And uh, I went in to get a paycheck just another day. And uh, you you confronted me and you said, Brent, you, you have a problem. And I remember saying to you, well, no more than anybody else does. I mean, everybody parties on, you know, that sort of thing. And 
the turning point for me, and I'm not just saying this because I'm on your show here. I mean, it's part of my, it's a huge part of my story. You looked at me and you handed me the check and I'll never forget the look in your eye. It was resignation. Your eyes went, that's all I can do. And you handed me the check. And it was at that moment that you resigned that I went, actually, I've got a real problem. And then that's when you set me on the path of getting proper help. And I, uh, when I got the proper help, I fortunately was one of these people that, uh, you know, I was, I came out of it uh, like the survivor of a plane crash. You know, I walked out of the forest after three months and with a big beard and I was like, I'm okay. And it really, uh, life for me has really, I, you know, I, I hate to say this because sobriety is not an easy journey. Uh, and, and a lot of people really, really struggle with it. But I want anyone who's listening to understand that my difficult journey was getting to the moment of decision. That was a nightmare. I want to ask you, though, Brent, what what was it that really compelled you to, to actually step up and take that chance at that moment? Well, I, I, I had received a phone call. Your, first of all, that moment with you. But also I'd received a, a phone call from my sister uh, and she said, uh, dad has cancer. Yeah. And uh, I remember I was walking along Bloor Street. It was a beautiful, sunny day. And at that moment, I thought, OK, so are you going to let your parents pass away? And this is what they know of you now. You know, the truth of the matter is I hid it from, you know, they didn't really. Nobody knew the depths of it. You know, addiction is a real private nightmare. And it's um, and it was at that point uh, that I said, yeah, no, this is. And then it was right after that that I ran into you, and that happened, and I went, "Okay, you're, you know what, buddy, you're finished." So let's fast, let's fast forward that for a second. So I, I'll, I'll never forget that moment. And Deb was with me, and we both love you, and and we were committed to making, helping you make a change. And well, and also you were the one that supported me through the whole thing. Uh, you've done it with numerous uh, people in your company. You sweet to say that, but I want to talk to you about. So fast forward from you, and not to say that it has not been easy and hard and all that great stuff, but the difference you have made playing it forward to other people and helping them, that's part of who you are today. I know you're my go-to guy when we have addiction problems with people in my life, and you know that. And you have helped how many people? Oh, it's a, a lot, but it's a, it's not, uh, you know, <laughs> I was watching a um, – a documentary yesterday about uh, uh, the studio musicians. I'm sure you've seen it uh, with Billy Joel's band and that whole thing. It, it, it's an amazing documentary. And one of the guys in there is a 55 year old guitarist for, he was a heavy metal guitarist. And yeah, I was listening to him and he went through the exact same thing. And he said, all of a sudden he hit a low in his point in his life. And he realized that what he has to do to keep his own sanity is to help others. And so, you know, it sounds like a real uh, wonderful notion. And boy, is that ever nice of you, Brent? It's a very selfish notion. It's, it's a, uh, I, 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 I'm doing this um, because, you know, they, they say that whatever you believe in, the, the definition of, of love is when you give, un- you give without expectation of return to somebody, you end up better for it and they end up better. That's a perfect scenario. 
And so what happened is I was living the Gordon Gecko life, not understand, you know, you're a young guy and you're thinking, well, I guess what I do is you get successful, don't you? And then you're happy. Isn't that the way it goes? And that, that just didn't ring true to me on any level. It, it didn't work. It's false. And so, um, you know, all of the things that uh, people have been talking about for 5,000 years, I, I guess I'm a slow learner, but I, I did get it. And um, it really, the, the journey for me has been. Um, it's incredible. And I, I want to touch a bit on your, a little bit on your real estate and you are the, you and your, your partner in life, your business partner, Audrey Azad, are incredible. You're killing it. You have for years and years and years running a great real estate business based on service. And it's been amazing. And you guys, you guys knock it out of the park all the time. That couldn't have happened unless Brent Crawford became Brent Crawford. Yeah, there's no question. I mean, I, I remember my father saying to me, because I left a long-term relationship, and he said, uh, you know, so you, you think, you know, why aren't you dating or somebody? And at that point in my life, I literally turned to him and said, to be honest with you, I wouldn't date me. And I don't want to date the person that would. And it, it sounds uh, like a... Um, it sounds like a Woody Allen line, but it was the truth. So, uh, you know, of course, when, when the lights went on, I, was, I spent almost four years completely by myself, uh, just getting into a relationship with myself. I, I had to be comfortable, and I did. I, I would go for walks and just, to me, um, looking forward to a show uh, at night was just, I, I would be excited. I felt the same excitement I did when I was a kid. And I knew that if I could get to where I enjoyed my own company, that's when I would meet the person that I wanted to be with. And that's exactly what happened. And uh, Audrey is uh, Audrey is all about, you know, like she she just would never treat anybody other than the way she would treat herself. Yeah, she's Audrey. She's amazing. And I want to I get a bit about, um, thank you for telling us that, Brent, but mm -hmm. uh, but. Uh, and I want to talk a bit about how you have balance in your life, I, more than most people do, because there's always we're always struggling for balance. I always hear from people, balance I want to have. I'm all consumed by real estate and all this. And you have a lot of different things going on. Well, so it, thanks for saying that. I mean, it, my music, funny enough, I've continued to play with the same guys. And we are now 40 years together. And we've put six CDs out. And then a, uh, I got asked to audition for a real estate show. Yes. And uh, so this was before I sobered up. And I went for the audition. And um, the casting director that was sitting there, I was actually in the hall before the audition. And I was hamming up talking to this lady, trying to make her laugh the way that I always tried to communicate. And when I got into the room to do the audition, she was the casting director. <clears throat> well, the next day, she sent me a message saying, have you ever considered acting? And I, I, my first re reaction was to go, no. I, and, then I, and I thought, no, 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 Brent. <laughs> Remember, you don't know anything about you. So stop saying no because you don't have a clue what you're talking about. So, so say yes. Absolutely. So I said, well, okay. And I literally went to five auditions. She was at every one. And she'd be giving me the thumbs up while I'm doing it. 
And I was so bad that it was really uh, the, the last one. She phoned me and said, I have a part for you. And it's a made for TV film. And you're paying the lead character's best friend. And uh, she said, I'd like you to read for that. So I said, OK. So I took three weeks and I got an acting coach and I read the thing. I read the whole script. I learned everything. And I went for the audition. And as I was leaving the audition, I sent her a text message and said, you know, you have no idea how much you've meant to me at this point in my life, this sort of loving support and unconditional support from this young woman that just believed in me more than I did. And I said, but as you can see by my audition, obviously this is not for me. So the next day I get a call and she says, are you sitting down? And I said, don't tell me I got the part. She says, no, they want you to read for the lead. So I went in and I auditioned for the lead and I got it. And three weeks later, I'm leaving hair and makeup in a van and I pull up to the set and there's 60 people and the cameras and the lights. And I got out of that van and I remember the director looked at me and he said to everybody and everybody, Mr. Brent Crawford. And I looked at this director and I can tell by the response in his eyes, he could see I was very scared. Of course. And he looked at me and he went, Brent Crawford. And then he looked at me and he went, Oh yeah, it's it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> he literally said yeah. it's okay. But you took and a chance. You took a film. chance, though. Like you did. I took a you chance. Did. I stopped saying no to life, which you know you think you know you think you know yourself. I, I mean, I didn't. I had no idea. My best thinking brought me to a, the bottom of the worst life on the planet. That's uh, you know, sums it up for you a lot. Is you stop saying no. Stop saying no. And you you allowed your life to actually live your life in abundance. That's, the whole that's thing. Exactly and right. It's an inc- it's an incredible lesson knowing you, and the aha moment for me right now is that that's how I could really, not that I wanted to find you that way, but really that's who you are to me. As you stop saying no. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, it is interesting. It's really important if we can just help people. Yeah. And. These young people are out there that they're doing, struggling with real estate, their life, their balance and all that stuff. Just stop saying no. Let it go. Yeah. Enjoy it more and and have that. And to me, that's the experience I have with knowing and loving you all these years and having you part of my life is just watching you stopping to stop enough. not Stopping my own life. Yeah. And they call it getting in your own way. Yeah. And that to me has been the biggest lesson I've had from you on that. Yeah. Well, and that's who you've always been. Yeah. So I'm blown away by this. We're, we're slowly running out of time here. But Brent, um, I can't be happier about your lessons today and what you've told us and the experience of life and your growth and everything else. And what's what's the next 10 years for you? Well, you know what? It's funny how you turn around and you're 60 years old. I mean, it's quite uh, that that happened in a hurry. Well, I'll, I just did a major audition for a uh, like a, a big part in a, in a Hollywood film as a supporting character. Wow. And uh, I got what's called a callback. So that means they want to come back. And then if you pass the callback, then they do what's called a screen test. So you you have to be in the, they film you doing a scene. And uh, so, you know, I mean, when you say uh, what's for the next 10 years, I have no clue, but what I do know is that I'm going to continue to do the same thing today that I've always done 10 years from now will unfold. I mean, it's just, uh, that's the one thing I stopped doing. I mean, there's a very, it's a, it's a, it's a counterintuitive notion to, 
let things go and let them unfold and not making plans. I mean, of course you have a plan, but honestly, if I could continue to live the way I'm living now, uh, 10 years from now, that I would be absolutely satisfied. And just to be clear, you're not just a realtor. You're a, a, a good friend of many, many people out there. You help a lot of people with their addictions and their problems in life. You focus on doing that daily. Yeah, daily. You are uh, a tremendous actor. Your musician and your drumming is exceptional. Well, thanks, buddy. You're all balanced on that. You spend a lot of time being that and a lot of time to be a friend to everybody and a lot of time at your craft in every one of those segments of your life. And that, to me, is really um, inspirational for a lot of people. Well, you know, I mean, I, I don't, you know, I don't know how much who you are is going to come out in your own podcast unless somebody mentions it, but <laughs> what you have created and everything you've just described is exactly, I mean, look at you have, you, what you've built, Kenny, I, I remember you in the eighties. I had hair, right? Yeah. Well, I don't remember that, but it's <laughs> okay. a, Oh no, you did have the few. The few, few yeah. Oh no, that was a beard. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> and uh, but you know the the name. Do you know where the name? Do you know the origin of your name, Ken? Yeah, do you know where it comes it's, from? It's old English. Yes, yeah, yes. I understand. In no, Hebrew, it's yes. I know that. No, no. What is in it? Old English. It's it comes from the word Kenneth, obviously, yeah. which was like uh, like Heather is a long grass. You yeah. Know, that sort of thing. Kenneth is a plant that was used to uh, dry out peat, which is used in the manufacturing of Scotch whiskey. Oh, really? No, that's a complete fabrication. <laughs> and you're going to need to learn how to vet your guests. Okay, Kenny? Okay. This is your first episode. Is this going to be called the, F the Fake News Podcast? Fake News by Ken McLaughlin. Listen, uh, Brent, we have to go. I love you. I, I, I can't imagine this. This has been Realty Life, Stories of Her Life, Inspiration. I'm, I'm thankful that Brent Crawford spent the time to show us his life, to experiences he's had in his life, and to um, allow us into there. Thank you very much, Brent. Oh, thanks, brother, and thank you so much. We'll see you soon. I want to thank everybody for listening today, and I want to thank our producers, Podcasts That Pop. They're uh, really great guys. I encourage you to reach out to them if you have any questions. And if you want to get a hold of Brent Crawford, he's really easy to get a hold of as well. It's Brent at BrentandAudrey.com. Great idea to talk with him. Uh, ask any questions you may have of, have of him. He has the time for you anytime you want. Send us a note. We're really accessible. The best way to reach me is Ken at RemaxHomework.com. Uh, just goes to me. Nobody else reads it but me. So if you have any questions, have any concerns, have any things you want us to talk about, maybe introduce things to you. We're all over it, so uh, be open and do that if you can. Uh, really would mean a lot to me if you subscribe to this. This is a podcast that we're going to try to reach out to a lot of people, so push the subscribe button. Leave a rating. Tell us you like it. Don't leave bad ratings, please, but just leave a rating. Do what you can for it. And I want to thank you. Uh, lastly, thank everybody for listening to this. It means a lot to me that I have the opportunity to speak to everybody out there. Uh, my hope is to actually... Uh, have people come on this that have impacted my life over the last 40 years I've been in this business of real estate because there's been a lot of people that have made a difference in my life and I want to share them with you. So stay tuned for a lot of great people coming forward. Thanks again. And until next time, this is Ken at Realty Life. Life.